And we're back again with another episode of the Music Arc miniseries, Lost in the Folds. We're back. We came back. We're back. We're here again. Uh, this is Sunshine Mayfield. With, you are excellent at intros, by the way. Is that a is that a sarcasm? We're doing a Ben Folds podcast. Yes, yeah, you better believe it's sarcasm. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm I'm okay at it. But we're back. Uh, Max Gongor joining us again on the other microphone. Here um, I am. Here at Sports Channel Eight Studios in Durham, North Carolina. Um, which is uh, it's just been a joy. Thanks to Hayes per- Permar for letting us uh, use this space and, and be here and record here. Um, it's probably much better than my kitchen or your kitchen. My kitchen would have been terrible. Have you seen my kitchen? <laughs> it's very, there's very no, narrow. Yeah, it's a super narrow location. So yeah, thanks again to, to Hayes and Sports Channel Eight for letting us do this. We are here talking about Ben Folds Five again, well, yep. specifically Ben's Fold, but the, at this point in his career, still with Ben Folds Five. Yeah, last uh, last episode we covered his Ben Folds Five's debut album. This episode we are covering their sophomore effort. That's like a thing music people say. They're they sophomore do. effort. Right. What, what I've realized, and we did a whole, the music arc, uh, we did a whole thing that was like freshmen are debuts, sophomores, juniors, and seniors. But I've realized that that doesn't really translate. Like people don't call third album releases from a band like the junior effort. Like no. so, sophomore is the only one. Yeah. I think we did it for a whole thing. series of things. Sure. Um, if you want to go on that tangent, the name of the album is Whatever and Ever I'm In. Um, which is a great as the Ben Folds fan co-host. I really like the album, but the, we'll, the whole, like the whole album. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna talk about that. Let's not uh, just jump like straight. I like it. The, we're not just end. gonna jump straight into two minutes that. and twenty seconds in. We're, yeah, you're, so you're a fan. <laughs> so you're, that's gonna be you dig it. That's how every episode's gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna say I like the album from the very, from the very beginning. You're gonna be like, yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah, I mean that's true about every album. That's what makes me a fan. Well, let's talk other albums. What you, what have you been listening to uh, recently? Uh, that reminds me. This is how these. This is what we call this the music corner. The music corner. Uh, so I'm, I'm not embarrassed to say, but like, I, I recognize the weirdness of me saying what I'm about to say, but the most recent thing I was listening to was, uh, Sweeney Todd. I was listening to the Broadway hit by Stevie, Stevie Sondheim, Steven Sondheim, uh, Sweeney Todd. What, what, what was this the Tim Burton version or were you just absolutely to like not? The no, this is Steven Sondheim's like Lynn Carew playing Sweeney Todd. Like the, I think it's the original Broadway recording. Oh, Pump that, my friends. Don't, don't pump it too much. Like it's gonna get there. So what? What made you just throw this on? I don't know, man. I, I like musicals are fun. This is the. This is Tim Burton, man. Don't do this. Why are you doing this? I pulled it up on the fly. This was the, the uh, quick no. one. Yeah, Johnny Depp, not a great singer in this. It's just not how it was written. Like he's he's what a tenor. Sure, yeah. The, the Sweetie Todd is not supposed to be a tenor. More baritone, yeah. So uh, I don't know. I, I'm sure. I I don't know that I've actually ever seen the Tim Burton version in full. Uh, but I like the musical. The actual when I was at Elon University. Uh, my freshman year, the musical theater department did Sweeney Todd, and I've enjoyed it ever since. It's uh, so Sondheim in general is like top notch when it comes to musicals. Like he good, or, or, he's good. He good. Um, people enjoy. He's in good company. <laughs> he is company. Another that was slick. Slid it right on in there. Yeah. Um, but he's talented, and probably one of my favorites of, of musicals to go see is not necessarily Sweeney Todd, but Sondheim in general. Um, I've seen Sweeney Todd 
once or twice probably on stage and yeah it's it's good it's I mean, solid. how many like how many people like sw- that he had into the woods steven uh, yeah, he had sweetie so Todd. like no i'm just that have been made into movies is what i'm saying like, oh yeah i don't i don't know of any others that might have been <laughs> that's pretty good yeah but there's a dvd of the stage production for company and i mean the dude so that's is, a movie the dude is talented sure um for sure so so that was you just threw that on and a nice little car ride down that's what you it was it was like on. it was like while i was at work it was like my I need to be productive. That that's your productive like that's the like I I need to focus. It was that day for Sweeney some reason. Swing always. Like yep. you got to throw that stuff on. There. I don't know why, but I enjoy it's it's fun. Well, uh the latest album I was listening to, um I'm about to see these guys in concert in the future. It's a I'm going to hate it, aren't I? Yeah, it's a band called Knuckle Puck. Ugh. Um and Though, I mean uh, respect to Keenan Thompson, but Yeah, and the, the what a clever, you know, it's a good band name. Uh, you know, got a shout out to the Mighty Ducks, but yeah, Knuckle Puck um their latest album just play it they just put out is uh pretty solid nope okay we get it we get it hoobastank Whoa, sir. Not right. even close. All right, that's the music corner. Great job. Yeah, but that, that's a new album, uh, Shapeshifter. Um, and I, if you're into that scene of music, I, I highly recommend it. It's, um, it's a fun listen for sure. All right, well, let's jump into the, the, the Gongaware led a part of this podcast, which is the Gongaware of your roots. Well, it's got to be about you. We're right? going to talk about uh, 1997 when Whatever Never Amen was released. Right? Yes. So what were you up to in 1997? Ooh, uh, starting Little League, I think, was probably, that was my first first or second year of Little League. That's fine. Um, pretty pretty good. You went on to a pretty storied Little League career as like a designated hitter, didn't you? Well, I designated hit in high school, um, oh. but I did win some championships in Little League. Wow. Um, not World Series, but we, we won the, the regional ones a couple times and uh, played with uh, brad miller of the tampa bay rays at a boy yeah, i mean him were on the same team wow he uh he bat fourth i bat fifth wow so heart of the lineup You're cleaning up the cleanup hitter that's right <laughs> that's something <laughs> that is something so um yeah so that was little league i was just you know enjoying life at that time i was a real like skinny little blonde kid same so <laughs> so that i mean that was I was you know enjoying being a Florida kid in in school and are you from Florida? Yep. No way. Yeah, you didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, Orlando. Orlando. Yeah. We, we're killing it with musical references yeah, was, today. Um, what was that? That was uh, Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon. Yeah. yeah okay. So yeah. So uh, also by Stephen Sondheim. Yeah. What about you? Nineteen ninety-seven. Still throwing up at nap time. What were you doing? I was no longer throwing up at nap time in kindergarten. I was this by this time. I was in the second grade, I believe. Um, I think 1997 was when I was like starting to become aware of like college basketball. Uh, the 1997 Tar Heels made it to the final four that year. Ooh. They lost to Arizona in the semifinals. Those, those cats. Um, so that I was becoming aware of stuff like that. Um, I don't know what else I was doing in 97. Uh, my second grade teacher was, was Miss Harshaw. Uh, I didn't think I liked her that much. Mine, mine was Miss Pringle. <laughs> That's fun. She was great. Once you got pop, you got you can't stop. She was a, she was a gem. Really enjoyed her as a teacher. All right, just in the world in 1997, and we'll also include 96 in this because that's when they were recording the album. 
we had Braveheart winning the Best Picture. It did, yeah. At the Oscars, Whoopi Goldberg. She, she hosted that. She year. hosted those Oscars. Yeah. Good I, for you, Braveheart. I put that in my research just because I know how the Arc of E likes to use to talk about movies and stuff, yeah, too. Yeah, we do. Movies, comics, things like that. Yeah. Um, let's see. The, Dur- the Not the Durham Bulls, but the Chicago Bulls. Chicago. They were, they were being the Chicago Bulls of the, the like, the, I think they won their fourth of six NBA rings in 96. Uh, so that was neat. Uh, Michael Johnson was in the Olympics in Atlanta. He did some things. You set a world record that year. Yeah, I've heard it both ways. Um, <laughs> what other way did you hear it? I don't know. Uh, Tupac died in 96. It's so sad. Um, which I'm sure was what led to Ben Folds writing. Uh, I'm, that probably inspired Ben Folds' writing. Yeah, I mean, the musical world. That was huge at that time. Huge. Uh, in 97, Ben Folds, whatever and ever, Amen came out. That means we're celebrating its 20th anniversary in, in 2017. Hey! So, happy birthday. Happy birthday. That album can almost drink. <laughs> almost. It is almost we're there. almost there. Ooh, we should do, we should drink more while recording these things. Uh, I don't know if I'll have to read the Sports Channel 8 contract. See if that's allowed. Yeah. There's a lot of cups in here, none of which belong to the Washington Capitals. <laughs> hey, good for nice try for them. Um, How they start the season? Do we know? I, I have no idea. Uh, also, I guess what happened in 1997 and Ben Folds was he had his his hit. If people are going to call Ben Folds Five a one hit wonder, their hit comes from this album. Do people call Ben Folds Five a one hit? Because Ben Folds is not a one hit wonder. Like people know that. I don't know. But I mean, like, do, do does Ben Folds have a hit? Like. I would say Rock in the Suburbs was probably pretty big. That was one of the few songs I knew about before. Okay. That's great, I guess. Joining but I don't this. know if it got much radio play, but sure. Uh, so I'm sure that at some point you're going to talk to me about Brick on this podcast. I think that's going to be... Well, <laughs> I think that's a given. It's on the album. Yep. So why are you, what's so harsh about... What, why, are you, why are you feeling so poorly about that song? Why, do you, why, do you, why does it upset you? It doesn't upset me. It's just, you know, I, I think... I'll be curious to hear your take on this now that you've listened to two Ben Folds five albums. A whole two of them. But like, I just don't feel like Brick is the song that like really defines Ben Folds. Like, people aren't going to go listen to Brick and and if they're like, oh, I like Brick, let me go listen to the rest of Ben Folds five. It's completely portfolio. different. I don't think they're they're not going to be like satisfied with that. That being said, did you see? I don't know if you saw this because you don't listen to Ben Folds, but he did a Tiny Desk concert. Um, he didn't a play while brick. he didn't play brick but like at the, he played his three songs that he was planning to play and then he said hey do i have any requests and he played a song called emmeline because that's one of the first songs he ever wrote um and it's it's not even on any of his albums really uh and then he said he took requests one more time and you can hear this woman in the background saying yelling brick brick for the love of god brick and he just completely ignores her because I'm sure he's sick of playing brick. Yeah, at this point. But here's the, here's the argument. You're in a band. You I'm get not. Fa- so we'll say like, let's say you are. This is a hypothetical. Right. We're going on a journey. Join me, please. All right. I won't stop believing. We're going and you're in a band and you get this song that makes you, it, you, it makes you famous, right? Sure. You start, you start going from places like the local 506 or these small venues that are like relatively tiny and now you're getting to play amphitheaters and, and stadiums and things like that. Okay. And it is major- it is and it is due to one song for the most part. People know your other stuff, they sing along, but really one song is like filling this filling the stadium for you. Can you really be that mad or that like yeah, I about think it? Like, there was a time when he was happily playing brick with his bandmates and like excited to be filling 
bigger venues. But I think now he's so far, like it's 20 years since Brick came out. And like at this point, people aren't going to see Ben Folds 5 because they heard Brick on the radio recently. So like, right. I don't think he wants well, that, to play. That, honestly, aren't they though? Because like Hanson just did a tour and they, they sold a lot of tickets and that's because. You know what though? I just watched their Tiny Desk concert. They didn't play Umbop and I enjoyed the hell out of it. Like they've got some jam. That's what sold out those shows is that someone sure. was like 20 years ago I was in love with this. Like, right. But I think Ben Folds, when he goes on tour now, he's catering. He's not catering. He's not using the fame of brick to get people to his shows anymore. Well, right. Hanson may still be kind of using that, using riding that. that wave. I think now he's kind of gone back down to the type of venue. Ben folds goes to a, a different type of venue than what he was going to right after brick. Right. And like, he's catering to people who like actually follow more than just brick and he's playing songs. Like he, like we saw him a few months ago and he played brick, but like, and that was the one that people were singing along to the yeah. most, like clearly. Yeah. But I don't know. That song's about abortion. Did you know that? Yeah, I did know that. He, like, everybody, is, everybody is, knows that at this point. Well, honestly, like that might be why it's like. Uh, is it, do you think it's an emotional draining process for him to sing that song? Now? I don't think it is anymore. You think he's so far uh, gone? Yeah, I, I gotta say that's probably something that sticks with you. Like, because I know some of the stories he writes, it's it's more of like a character that he's like picking out of someone that might live near him or like someone that he's met before right. that he's imagining their story. If this I'm is not a, mistaken, this is his story. This is a right? deeply Brick personal. Like, yeah. That happened. But I, I don't think it's something that is emotionally draining for him to play anymore. Um, it's interesting. The The hook of that song, the she's a brick, that was actually written by Darren Jesse, his drummer. That wasn't a, like, Ben Folds was like, I want to tell this story, but I don't know like how to bring it all together. And Darren Jesse was like, how about bricks? Is he saying that she's the like she's the actual like dude? I don't all know. All this is emotional. Like he's got to get this brick tied off. Like he's got to part ways and cut ties. My like, question is, when he would go and play this, like in Charlotte, and there's that line, drove down to Charlotte. Down to do you Charlotte. think people at the concert are like, "Woo, Charlotte"? <laughs> the same way, like if you listen to Wagon Wheel, people who are from Raleigh, Raleigh. if I die in Raleigh, or like, do you think people in Orlando, like if they go and see Book of Mormon? Orlando. I think that that absolutely happens. I they I bet you they totally play to the Orlando crowd. I mean, like, ha! And like, but do you think people in Charlotte are like proud of this song and maybe have no idea that it's about Schmish Morrison? <laughs> uh, maybe. Well, because it's not like he said like that's where they went. That's where his parents went. Like on that trip, like they went down to Charlotte. Yeah, and that's you fair. Know, so I, maybe, but so here's the real question: Is it did, did it deserve the fame that it got? Right? Was so like yes, it doesn't. It's not a full representation of like his body of work, but is it not one of his better songs? I don't. I mean, it's not one of my favorites of his. But it, I, was like, that just because you've heard it so much, and it's like you're one of those people who's like you like to have the B cuts, like you like to have the yeah. B-sides? I mean, I tend to like the deep cuts, but I I, I don't know. I, I I'm I'm glad that my favorite musician has a song that he is noted for, and people like when I say my favorite musician of all time has been Foles, I'm glad that people are like, Oh, I've heard of him. Whereas with you and knuckle puck, people are probably like, yeah, well, Oh, <laughs> Keenan Thompson. Yeah. If, if people put two and two together, yeah, that's actually a, kind of a deep cut reference. Yeah. Too. That's probably not, but knuckle puck's great. I don't know if it's my favorite band. Right. They're, I know they're, they're not. not my favorite band, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying on that. But so, well, let's, I dive think it's, it's fine that I am fine with brick being popular. I also just don't love that people need him to go like they, that that is like i think that people need to respect ben folds for something beyond his greatest hit well well so and i'll say this so we i listened to it 
this album probably again three or four times. The whole album. Whole album, straight through. Great. Headphones on, me focusing on this. Um, I like it. You do like I, it. I like the whole album. There was no the inflection whole. there, according to your... Uh, uh toward in my scale from, from last week. From I like it to I like it. I like it. Um, well, I'll get more into ratings and I'll dive more into it. You know... I think it kicks off very well with one angry dwarf and 200 solemn faces. Right. That's probably, the song we kicked off the podcast with. You don't need to play it again. Yeah, so probably... Again, another the, the, example like, of him just pounding away at the keyboard. Great. Uh, two two albums in a row, the, the side one, track one is amazing, right? Like That was, again, probably one of my favorite songs on the album. To this day, that's the song he will close most of his concerts with. Yeah, it's is great. One Angry Dwarf. So it's a, it's a, I mean that song's fun. You've got the the end of it where he's like the the bass guitar is like you're like oh god Robert Sledge wow look at you shredding yeah you tickling those the strings. Um, Wait, I'm thinking of a different song. I was thinking of the wrong song. <laughs> well, I so overall, um, wh- how does this out? Like, what's the difference between now we got whatever and ever Amen versus Ben Folds Five the debut. To me, you get a more clean sound. Like things don't sound like a first draft anymore. Like recorded the, in Chapel Hill, recorded Scoheels. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, like it is. To me, it's more. It's way more put together. I like think they, they, they've, they've you, got a. It's a cleaner sound. They've tried things out. They're they're focused on stuff. I think one of your biggest complaints with the their debut album was that it wasn't very diverse in the very, sound. This one's very much more diverse. Yeah, I think. I mean, you've got one angry dwarf, and then you know you've got brick. You can't think of two Those more are different just sounds, Yeah, but then you've got like selfless, selfless, cold and composed, which is like kind of a jazzy. Which like, I also really enjoyed that track. That was yeah. one that I thought was one of the better ones on the album as well. But I also think like the musical compos- composition in general, the way that the the chord changes and things played better in this album than in the previous ones. Like just musically, I feel it more. Like it's it's more well connected. It makes more sense on a theoretical standpoint. Like I like where it goes. My 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 understanding is that generally this is the favorite of most critics or Ben Folds Fives listeners like the whatever now whatever whatever and ever i'm in is like the is quintessential the, yes benful if you're gonna and, listen to one this is the one to yeah listen and to. i would I, I would agree with that i think it shows off his versatility it shows off you know that he can pound away at the the piano and that he's got these talented vocalists and musicians behind him as well and then it just show but it also shows off that like that satirical side of him you've got song for the dumped which is which just is, like it's fun in your face like that's a. Uh, I mean it <laughs> he definitely wrote that song like he got dumped and he was like well all right i know what i'm fucking doing right now like i'm gonna go write this song and we're gonna we're gonna go flesh this out So 
that's like that's a blast, right? Like, and it's just you can tell he's just working out, <laughs> working out some uh, anybody some who's like listening to this around their kids right now is like, do I need to stop? Do well, I, yeah, I, what's there's going some on? bad language coming up, but we're, I guess we turned it down. That's good, probably for the best. Yeah. Well, how, how many ki- how many people with kids are like listening to this on their uh, way home? I guess I, they might. I be. have no idea. We might, get some, what, uh, we might get some angry emails to the archive. I don't know what your reach is. And, but like, you know, and then we get, we get Kate, which is really fun. We get, I mean, smoke and cigarettes. Cigarette introduces a character that we're going to meet again a few albums from now. Which Ooh, is that'd be fun for me. Um, be a fun little discovery. Uh, let's see. Battle of Who Could... I mean, I think the, the last two tracks of this album, Missing the War and Evaporated, are so, so good. I, I loved them. I thought, I thought Missing the War is probably my third. So, honestly, and I love... I, I will tell you this, Brick is still probably one of my top three on the album. Okay, so um, but overall, like I, where I had last week, I had songs that I really enjoyed, songs that I was on the fence about, um, songs I didn't like, no songs I did not like on this album, like no skip tracks for me. Um, That's good. So from start to finish, glad to I hear really that. Enjoyed that, but uh, it sounds like the ones you liked were the ones that are a little bit less in your face, with like Brick, Missing the War, Evaporated, Selfless, yeah. Cold and Composed. One Angry Dwarf though it was still okay. probably up there as one of my favorites as well. But Missing the War, I thought it's it's very subtle, but it's very it's very beautiful. The harmonics in that one are, are so good. I don't know if we're gonna get that far in the in our little sample we're gonna play right we now. Might. We might just play the whole song. <laughs> it's like a radio show. It's not fair use. And then the other thing that I really enjoy about this album too is like, so one of my complaints with the first one too was that he was off key a lot and like that's a part of his charm. You can tell that there was a little bit more practice, a little bit more tuning, making sure that he's hitting the notes he's supposed to know. It's still like, it's still him, right? It's still got his core to it, but he's hitting where he needs to hit. And so, you know, really I um, thought just it was very well produced throughout throughout the entirety of the yeah. Album. And my understanding is they basically produced this and recorded it like in a house in Chapel Hill. Like it was very kind of independent, not independently produced, but like that they didn't go into some recording studio that was fancy schmancy. Like they were in a house recording this in Chapel Hill. So it's pretty impressive that they were able to pull this off and put this together. And it sounds good. Um, and so like songs like, like One Angry Dwarf and Two Hundred Solemn Faces, Fair Brick, Song for the Dumped. Selfless, cold, and composed. Kate, cigarette. Um, you skipped this. smoke. I did. Why'd you do that? Because that's on my, that's my on the fence song. That's my uh, that's my. I'm not really. I think that's fair. That's, that's my only. But that's my only on the fence song on this album. Like everything else, I really enjoyed. I think um, it's interesting. And like, that diversity is there. Like when you talk about like well, brick is the song from this album that people know. Yeah. And like I would consider it a ballad. And then like his other like song that people seem to know is the luckiest which is from a different album yes and like people are talking about like oh man well, that's because they the played two. the luckiest in about time and right jesus that's a good movie but like i i feel like those are the two songs that people know from ben folds and i'm like i could take those two missing the war and evaporated over those any day as like his like heartfelt ballady songs mm-hmm. and like the, I, to me, those two songs crush Brick or The Luckiest. I will say The Luckiest. So I think emotionally you might be right. Like there might be a bigger pool because sometimes it's not the best song that like hits you the hardest. It's the one that just hits you the hardest. Sure. Um, I think The Luckiest, that that instrumental leading into the vocals on that is just absolutely gorgeous. 
Um, sure. Again, one of the again one of the few songs I know from a from later on in his career where I'm not knowing the tracks that surround it um, on that album. But I think that's a beautiful song. But yeah, missing the war I think caught me off guard. I was like, because I was listening to it in my car and I was like, oh, this is pretty. Oh, this is very good. I'm in this. Like, I can enjoy that a lot. Um, and then after multiple listens, I was like, yeah, that's that's probably my top three. Yeah, on it's the good. Album that song is really, really good. Um, so so. Yeah, so in general I just I just I thought that the this album to me head and shoulders above the the debut. That's like, good. I mean much you, better. You like to see them grow. Yep, a little bit of progress. So maybe that the the next one will be even better. Um so I, yeah, I just so where where were you the first time you really heard this album? Like what were you doing cuz you you said you found you found Ben Folds through a friend. Right. Later in life, high school. Not in kindergarten. You're done throwing up on people. Right. You're older. You're more mature. A little bit more sophisticated. So I, my, my, my you said Silverman was the album gave you songs for Silverman. Yeah. When'd you come up across whatever and ever? I mean, I think I loved songs for Silverman so much that I I immediately just went and bought or downloaded or whatever I did online as much pinfolds as I could. So like I was probably introduced to this album around the same time I was introduced to their debut album, and I like I, I vaguely remember. I think my dad and I were like on a flight to Pittsburgh to go catch a baseball game. And like, that was around the same time that I had just downloaded some of these Ben folds tracks that I hadn't heard before. And like the entire time we were in the airport, I was just like jamming to this new Ben folds and just like completely digging it. How does Max Gongawear jam in an airport setting? So you know how like some people are like, they put the headphones on and then the rest of the world does not exist. Like if they're going to air drum or air guitar or like dance, they're going to do it. And mm-hmm. they have other people who are just like, you have no idea what they're listening to because they're not moving. I would say I'm more on the ladder. I'm 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 maybe tapping my feet and like every once in a while though, like if there's like a cool like a drum break, I might do that in the air. Or more likely, if there's like a nice little like feathery piano hit, I might put my fingers out and just kind of <laughs> little, little tickle fingers. Yeah, little just little dance of fingers, just to see that people like oh I'm listening to music and it's piano music. Oh wow! Suck like he, this guy might be classical. This yeah. guy, this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> There's a I've, one thing I've always realized is that air instrumentation not a big attractor to to people. People don't really uh, necessarily dig it. I. But I'm a pretty. I good. had not yet learned that lesson. I guess. Well, you're just living in a world of your own, which is a good thing, right? Yep. So, um, so yeah, so based off the rankings, where where are you kind of where are you throwing this one? Where you were you giving that? Like, what's your, what's your numerical ranking that you don't like giving? I don't like giving rankings. Uh, I don't know, an eight, a nine. Let's give it a nine. Yeah, sure. I'm gonna give it a nine. Great. Yeah, I really enjoyed this one. I really liked it. Who knew? Yeah. Who knew that you uh, were capable of enjoying pinfolds? No, I think I again. I think that this this one was put together from start to finish, just uh, in a stronger way. There's more diversity from track to track. His vocalization comes back into it. You still get those group vocals that you enjoy on the first one. Um, there's still that feel that they are, they're enjoying what they're doing. They're having fun. Like that first album, like it's like three best friends. It feels like making music and having fun. This one, it's like they're, they're taking the music a little bit more seriously, but they're still having a blast. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about it. I mean, you put a lot more thought into it than I did. I just, I, I listen to what I like and I like this and it's a, like great. So like, let's soundtrack it again. Like what's going on in this movie? You know, if we're going to play the soundtrack game. What's the soundtrack in? Uh, you told me we were playing a different game. Yeah, yeah. I was going to test you on lyrics, but I didn't Google enough lyrics, and I'm not getting internet right now. So. Oh, great. 
Well, I, I wasn't prepared for this question. Yeah, sorry. I don't know. Uh, I think this could be like the new and improved soundtrack to um, like Mystery Team. Really? No, I don't know. I, when was the last time you watched Mystery Team? And this song, this album, this album would not be good for that, actually. Which is like, that's a great, it's a fun movie. Yeah, I agree. Not, not to be mistaken with Mystery Men. Right. Not the. I haven't seen that one. That's the superhero, like Ben Stiller, right? Ben Stiller. Sure. I, let's go with that. But we're thinking we're talking Donald Glover, Derek Comedy. Right. This is your question, so I'll let you answer it. Well, I don't even know. Like I, I kind of just came off the fly on this. I think that uh, it's got that softer feel. So maybe it's a, uh, and it feels like there's a lot going on. Clearly, it's, it's a rom com. It's a. You got a song for the yeah, dog? except it's like it's a, it's like an Apatow rom com where like the conflict is like half the movie as opposed to like the fifteen minute rom com that's your normal formula. Like you got a lot of like, he's got to deal with abortion. I guess that's also true. Like that a song is like telling a story that's pretty, pretty straightforward. Oh, dang. I didn't, I never even like realized like it's abortion and then song for the dumped right back to back. Right. What does it mean? What does it mean? We really got to get uh, the, what's the drummer's name? Uh, Darren Jesse. Darren Jesse. We got to see if he can join us for the, uh, the when we t- tackle the third album. Um, but, but it is now time for, my favorite section again. Oh, jeez. Unrelated mediocre album comparison time. I don't want to do this. It, wait, so but what, how does this work? You you give me a mediocre album. The baseline, right? So this is the zero, right? So the, the album that I'm getting. And then we just have to determine whether or not we like this better than mediocrity. Yep. I think you just gave it a nine. Yeah, but. I feel like you, you did this out of order, but the, man. But the key is. Ben Folds 5 is about to be 2-0 and o against mediocrity. But we don't know that for sure because it's critically mediocre. This might be an album that you absolutely love. Critically, it got a mediocre rating. You still might love it, so it might be tough for you. And I think that this one specifically will be tough for you because I think that I found a mediocre album that you actually do love. Another sophomore release from a, a band. Is it? I believe. Okay. This is... 1998, 98 degrees and rising by 98 degrees. Yeah, whatever and ever is better. You think? Yeah. But you love that album, it's don't fine. you? It's fine. I would take the. I, would like, I think it's the weakest of the Ben or the Backstreet Boys in sync. 98 degrees. Thing you think, that happened. Do you think 98 degrees is the weakest out of those three? Yes. Because here's a here's another five star Amazon review. I mean, for, I, I, for like, there are songs from this out al- from 98 degrees album. Like I, I am grateful that you've chosen an album that I actually know quite well. I tried to do that. Hoopa stank last, last time was, I don't know anything about well, it. Well, if you have you've got the hardest it. thing you've got, uh, still is my favorite song from this album, 98 degrees and rising. It, uh, I think that is a phenomenal song. Uh, the true to your heart featuring Stevie wonder. Dude, like that is how the hell did that's, 98 that degrees. is a kick ass tune, right? Yeah. Like off the Mulan soundtrack too. How did they but get that? That is, so good. Yeah, our, that's a good song, but it's all because song. of Ben Full, or it's all because of Stevie Wonder. That harmonica, right? Right, and then the Stevie Wonder's solo. verse is great. The hardest thing is also like that's meh. That's classic. It's fine. I, still is the best song. 
Not, I'm not saying that the hardest thing is still the best song. I'm saying that still is the name of the song, and it's the best song in this album. Still. Mm, those wind chimes? Give them to me. This is my favorite song of this album. This is so good. How hard you want me to go with this one? This this song and um, I'll I'll wait until after we're done playing it. Love, I see forever in your eyes. I can see heaven. So, like, you get a lot of tracks on this that you clearly enjoy. That song is the exact same song as um, "That's When I'll Stop Loving You" from In Sync. <laughs> They're the exact same song. They have the exact like same chord progression. Everything's the well, same. Well, I don't know about chord. I'm just saying, like that, the meaning of those songs are the exact same thing. But so, so, so you clearly enjoy that album. Yeah, I mean, literally, we just talked about the four songs that I like from that okay. album. The, the rest just of those, it, the, the rest are just mediocre. Yeah, like, I do. The weird, the the, the the intro to that with like the it's siren, terrible, it's and terrifying. It's just like it's a heat wave. Yeah. It's, it's ninety eight degrees. You're like, that's the heat wave. Like, no, nope. <laughs> like, and then like it, it goes into this like the the heat, heat it up, up which, which is, is which is just get down on it. And it's but it's not good either. They just say heat it up over and over and over. Yeah, but it's again. get down, it's literally like it, they sample or whatever. It's get down on it. Well, yeah. So here are some of the five star reviews that this album received five star reviews 98 degrees and rising this one coming from d lord i remember this album when i was in sixth grade i love this album this album spans the worlds of hip-hop r&b and euro dance and beyond i mean that's everything yeah <laughs> it's got everything it's diverse say goodbye to backstreet boys 98 degrees is on the way there you go this cd cannot even be compared with backstreet boys unlike backstreet boys you can really sense the emotion in these guys voices that review really holds up this is really they really have talent buy this cd and then another person goes five stars great value which is like that's there you go keep it simple it's uh that's good but do you agree better than the backstreet boys the Backstreet Boys don't show no. emotion. Backstreet Boys are absolutely better than Ninety Eight Degrees. I agree. I, uh, I don't. I don't even think those two are. It's interesting. I mean, neither of those bands. Like Nick Lachey was famous for a little bit because he married Jessica Simpson, mm-hmm. and then like nobody from Backstreet Boys really like made like Nick Car. Like who? They're still. You gotta. They're still the together. They're still together and still doing this. Like that's wonderful. I guess Ninety Eight Degrees recently came out and did this like the uh, Circle of Life song, right? Like they they remixed that together. I missed that. It's out somehow somehow that slipped I'm past not, me i don't even need to search that one but you're still saying it doesn't matter 98 degrees and rising not even close to being as good no as whatever and ever right you're yeah i would I, and i'm gonna go ahead and assume you agree <laughs> yeah i very much agree i i was really uh really happy with just this album as a whole i think it's it's ben folds it'll, five. Be, it'll be tough to top ben folds five two and oh against mediocrity put it on the board still undefeated undefeated we're we you might find an album though that is that is less than mediocre we'll see but yeah it was uh god it's so good i'm trying to think of the other songs that i just really um off of uh whatever and ever that so did you when you listen did you listen to like the bonus ver like the remastered edition no that? i try to listen to like the og okay. like what they actually put out because the later they put out a remastered version where they had i don't know five or six uh bonus tracks including like a cover of video killed the radio star mm-hmm. uh song that was on the on the godzilla soundtrack called air which is actually quite fun a uh, song called um, uh, the theme from Dr. Pizer, which is just an instrumental. Uh, it's really cool. Like, um, 
So I don't know. Give, that, give that a listen sometime. I've been looking at the flow of whatever and ever, and you got so one angry dwarf we already talked about kicks off into fair, um, the slides into brick, and then song for the dumped, selfless, cold, and composed. Like you're hitting like really strong track after track. You after just did track. a like use a really good job of using like transition words too. Like you you just said one angry dwarf kicks off into fair, slides into brick. That was wow. Dude, I've been I've been talking and writing music reviews for a, a, a little while. Um, selfless, cold, and composed flows right into Kate. There you go. Um, smoke again is the one track where I like it. I don't feel it as much. Um, I, I think that's another one where like give it some more listens and like it might grow on you. But then cigarette Stevens last night in town like it's fun. that's a fun little. Where did track. those clarinets come from? Right. By the way, <laughs> just. And that to me, if you if that's probably one of the closer ones that if you're going to try to get people to like, not necessarily get them to listen to Ben Folds, but if you're trying to show them Brick isn't what it sound what you know he sounds like on the regular, that's probably more of a, an accurate depiction of what his go to kind of catalog looks like. Would you agree? Or yeah, I, th- I mean that's a that's a fun song. It's just kind of like a jokey song, like about some dude who like is. I don't know, in and out. And it's like one of his old producers, right? I don't, like, I don't know what the story is, but um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound a thing like brick. And I think it, it's absolutely more representative of what Ben folds five sounds like and what their sound is. So, all right. So you, you got to put this up against, you said, this is a nine. This was a nine for me. You know, last, the last episode we talked um, with the self-titled debut was a five for me, seven for you. So clearly this better than the, yeah, I think, I mean this, I think they grew, I think they grew from their debut album. I mean, I agree with you. This has more diversity among the tracks. It's, you know, I think he gets more into his feelings a little bit with songs like evaporated break, I guess. And, uh, missing the war. Like it's nice to see that vulnerable side of him. Yeah. And so we'll see what, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I'm excited to see like, what the future holds for him because you know at some point bands will peak and so was this the peak of at least ben folds five was it potentially the peak of ben folds i don't know yet you have a better idea and opinion on that than i do but we'll get to that soon um so the next episode what's the what's the third album you i haven't even looked at it yet i mean the third the third ben folds five album is the unauthorized biography of reinhold messner Sure, as as you do. But I can't remember if that came out before or after Ben Folds did Rock in the Suburbs. No, okay. Yeah, Reinhold Messner is going to be next. Uh, then then, then after Rock in the Suburbs was after that. So we're, we're sticking with Ben Folds 5 for the next one. We're doing Reinhold Messner. There we go. And, and I'm not your prediction of like three and done. We haven't made it there yet. But, I, 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 you know, based off of this, based off of today's, you know, diving into into what we talked about i think that you're gonna be wrong i think we're gonna go reinhold messner <laughs> it depends on how bad that album is <laughs> i like the album let me first say that reinhold messner is a great is a good album because i've listened to it many many times okay. i am 
I'm not confident that you're going to like it very much on your first <laughs> listen. All right, so I'm I'm interested in that. So yeah, as of right now, as you know, it seems like our rankings are whatever and ever self-titled, and then we'll see what's up next. All right, what else you got going on? Uh, what are you gonna do today? What are you? How are you gonna end today after we record here? You gonna got anything going on? That's really how we're gonna end this podcast. Why not? I want to know what we're you're gonna doing. know. We're gonna find out what we're doing on the day that this podcast was recorded, maybe several months ago from when you were listening. Yeah, but then you can ask questions. People, I don't know. People can tweet at you about it at Max Gongaware. Yes, yeah, so I can be found at Max Gongaware on Twitter. Uh, you can figure it out how to spell it. And then you can also find me occasionally at SportsChannel8.com. Writing some stuff. Uh, I write some stuff for them. Create content for them. Who knows what else I'm gonna eventually do for them. Um, and then I don't know what am I doing today? I am going to go eat lunch. I am going to uh hydrate at some point. My throat is a little tingly. Um, I don't know what's a good question I can ask them to try to stump me on a lyrics on Twitter. Ooh, that could that be fun. Can you stump the guru on Twitter? It's really a shame that you couldn't connect to the internet. Yeah, that would have been a fun game. Well, we'll let the we'll let the fans do it. We'll do I, is this the part where I ask you what you're doing for the rest of the day? No, I'm not going to say. You can find me at Mister Underscore Sun Underscore Shine. Do not write out underscore. Just you know the character um, on Twitter. You can follow the Arc of E Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, MySpace, Friendster, um, Zanga, all those um, SoundCloud. I don't think that's true. Um, but you can follow us all at, at the Arc of E, the Arc of e. Com, where we got the four color arc, the TV arc, the movie arc, a lot of information, a lot of list, a lot of fun stuff going on there. Um, right now they're talking about the newest seasons of arrow and Supergirl and legends of tomorrow and all that cool stuff over there. So you can find that at the arc of e.com. Or if you got suggestions for future shows, future things going on, you can go to the arc of E, um, and find us on Gmail, email us at the arc of, uh, arc of e at gmail.com. Um, and you can tell us how miserable we are or what's going on with Ben Folds or if you got some fun information. That's what that's your pitch is come and tell us how miserable we yeah, are. Yeah, why not? Why do they, I want people to feel like we're uh, we're open that we're we're, we're I agree. We want feedback. people back. Right, but uh, like I think it's also like Tell us know. how much you love us. Max is like Max likes the words of affirmation. That's one of his love languages. That's not I mean, I'm, it's one of everybody's <laughs> love languages, but I don't think it's one of my more highly ranked ones. It might be. Well, I'm, I'm a quality time guy. Well, I mean, so it's been great to spend this quality time with you, with you sunshine. Man. It's been great. Thank you for coming again. And we'll, we'll, we'll come in. We'll be at another episode soon. Uh, make sure you follow, like, subscribe, do all that stuff. Give us reviews. Um, and we will see you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening. God damn it. Really? This is how we're going to end it with brick. I'm editing this.